You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, you punks out there. Welcome to the second episode of Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison. Uh, tonight we have some old friends, some new friends, some good friends, and some other friends. <laughs> <laughs> lots to talk about tonight. Lots and lots. Deep conversation. Get your intellectual on. Our topic this evening is symbolism and idols. But first, let's have Matt tell us what that is all about. Hello, Matt. Hello, Jessica. Before he starts. Hi. How are you, my dear? I'm good. Good, good, good. A lot more energetic than I was last week. Or well, last time. Yeah, there you go. There was a podcast meetup. I was concerned. Oh. Last night? Oh, there was? Uh, maybe there wasn't. No, there was. <laughs> there totally was, yeah. There I was. Just you must didn't have. Didn't want her to. Yeah. Wow. It was an IT and the D thing. So oh, oh, no. One of our other shows here yeah. on Podcast Detroit, along with many, many good others, newest of which good is others. ours. Many good others. Many good others. Many. That works for me. Anyway, so tell us how you feel, Matt. I'm feeling pretty good. Got out of physical therapy today, and I'm kind of limber. That's good. And you guys really needed to know that. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Limber, that. you got me speechless. Yeah, I haven't used that word in a long time. <laughs> I don't know why I chose now to use it. I feel limber. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, idols and symbols and symbols and idols. Gosh. So wh- why do I care? Why should any of us care? And that's a very good question. Let's start off with, with uh, an example I'm going to give. Obviously, since I'm talking, it's my example. Um, let's see. A little over a year ago, I believe it was a little over a year ago, there was a football player, Colin Kaepernick. Yes, we're going there. Sat on the bench for two games. Uh, Before the third game, he got a letter or a notice or something from a friend of his, another football player, played for the Seattle Seahawks. Don't ask me his name because I don't remember. But he's a Green Beret vet, a long snapper for that team. They sat down, had lunch, and he told them, hey, I noticed that you've been sitting down during the national anthem. Now, at this time, the media really hasn't been paying attention. Uh, they didn't really know what was going on. We didn't really see it much. But this guy did. Obviously, he was a vet, so it was going to be something he was going to notice. They sit down. They talked about it. Uh, the vet. Now, I'm going to use a lot of paraphrasing because I don't remember the letter or the whole statement verbatim. But it pretty much went down like this. Uh, look, I, I fought for your right to do that. And I'm not going to protest. I'm not going to get angry with you because it's your right. He says, I may not totally understand why. And I probably wouldn't choose that form of protest personally. He goes, but I respect it. He goes, can you do me a favor? You don't have to, but this is just an idea. He's like, instead of sitting on the bench, why don't you take a knee? And so my sidebar, when someone gets injured on the field, what do the football players do? All of them take a knee. Any game. Any, pretty much. And they all sit for a sign of respect of hoping the person gets better, that it wasn't as bad or whatever. Whatever the case is, they're all kind of taking a knee. Uh, a man and a woman will usually take a knee when they are uh, planning and proposing to their significant other. Most of the time you see people taking a knee or two knees is usually out of respect of some sort. I rarely see it ever taken as a disrespectful thing. Um, but anyway... Case being, he was like, it'll still show respect to the flag, to the anthem, and so on, and you could still protest because you're not standing. So there's still that going there. Colin was like, sounds good to me. 
and he went and did it. So he had to compromise. He compromised and he changed the way he was doing it. Um, obviously, that still wasn't good enough. So, yes, there's a big aspect in this whole story of why he was protesting in the first place. And maybe at some point in another podcast down the road, we'll actually talk about protesting because I think it's really freaking screwed. And I don't think people really realize what protesting is anymore because the media is really, really hammering us that how protesting is a bad thing and when actually it's not. Uh, in fact, I don't think we're protesting enough in this country. It's like the first thing Americans did. Yeah. Boston Tea Party anybody. Anyway. Um, Aside from manslaughter. It was, it was manslaughter than protesting. That was oh, tea yeah. in the water. Then they started killing people. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you guys totally made me lose my thought. <laughs> Carry on. Stay tuned for so episode awesome. three. So anyway, I'm kind of taking a different angle at this instead of the whole protesting aspect and the whole racism aspect, because there obviously is a race element to this. Um, I want to look at is why do people get so upset? Um, is it really about the flag? Is it really about the country and the anthem? Is it really about the soldiers? Is it so? I mean, yes and no. Um, I've had this conversation a few times on the glorious forum of Facebook, um, which all arguments usually are solved. Usually. It's totally scientific. Totally, totally, totally. All right. Um, so people have taken that flag and by extension, anthem and so on and so forth. And I believe, in my opinion, and I could be totally wrong, and that's why I have people here to correct me if I am wrong. And we will. And yes. Um, they've taken this flag and turned it into an idol. Um, what is an idol? I think anything that you place more value into than you would human life. What's human life? And I'm not just talking life and death. I'm talking quality of life um, because I think sometimes that's just, just as important, obviously, as life and death. Um, you are making somebody else's quality of life lesser than yours because of your opinions or you place an object or a person or anything above, the, above that, I think you've created an idol. So then let's ask then, is there anybody here on this panel this evening who disagrees with Colin Kaepernick and his choice, as well as the vet NFL player who uh, stuck up for him, who, who outwardly said, he, this is the whole point. This is what it was all about. Right. Is there anybody not agree with that statement? Agree with why or the fact that he did it? Well, setting aside why, um, because now it's become so much bigger than that. Now it's now it's just about inequality in general. Um, at the time, it was about his own personal struggles. And then when people identify, they kind of skew that to their own. Right. Um, but just just being able to do so, being able to actually have the freedom to do that. Well, I think people put a lot more weight on celebrities and what they protest and what they stand for and stand against than honestly they should. Um, there are people right. just like the rest of us right. and whether or not they have they, they, they have their views on things and they should be totally acceptable for them to to share those views. And because they're in the spotlight, they get they get a lot of slack, you know, flack for it. But but they also have the platform. They have the platform. And that's something that honestly, if we were in that position, wouldn't we use that platform? 
Well, oh, that, sure, that's sure. the whole point. Because when someone says, oh, look, he's got his nice millions of dollars and here he is all right disgruntled and upset and it has nothing it's nothing to do with until somebody right until absolutely as i agree until somebody on their side that shares their opinion gets up there with the same millions of dollars and says something they're all for it and it's like i think it always it always takes regardless of what you're dealing with or or even the subject matter it always takes somebody who has the clout and the power and the platform to say one thing or another before other people, particularly regular people like us, go, hey, I agree with that. And then a movement can start. And that's exactly how movements are started. Somebody with some kind of, you know, social clout or, you know, celebrity status says, hey, this is how I, you know, view something or this is how I feel about something. And then everybody else that feels the same way but has been too afraid to speak up, they're like, oh, wait, me too. Me too. Right. Me too. Good point. Good. Because yeah. there's that, that me too there movement is that. that's moving on. And I'm sure me we'll too. touch on that. Yeah. Yeah, this evening. Um, so we'll move on. Um, we will get back to what we just talked about with Colin, but I want to take it a step further because this actually got me in trouble over the weekend. Um, I got called out. Actually, I was called. I actually wrote it down because I was actually laughing about it. Um, I think it's funny. They probably don't. <laughs> now they bring it up, and if they're listening to this, they're probably going to think I'm making fun of them, but I honestly don't give a shit. Did I just cross that line? All right. Anyway, I'll drop the f bomb sooner or later. Right. It's okay. It's gonna happen. Um, so this Always. weekend we've met. <laughs> this just weekend I've been called arrogant. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. What? But what was funny though is I, I wish I knew the right button. It's not the. It's not the first time. But coming from a guy who claims to know God calls me arrogant. I just thought that was kind of an oxymoron. Can we have an entire episode dedicated to Matt's arrogance? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that means I won't have to talk and you guys just go at it. Yeah, but once we throw out the clinical reasons why he gets a pass, it's yeah. so unfair. Oh, Completely one side. No, right. right. Then I was called progressive, which like, okay, I get that. I totally get that. But it wasn't a political way. It was more of a Christian or religious progressive, which I never heard progressive used in that way before. I'm not saying it hasn't. I just personally never heard it used that way before. Um, he never actually called me out. You called me that, but the way it was worded, I was like, he's totally calling me progressive, um, which is like, okay, whatever. Um, but then he took it a step further and said that my God, or actually my idol, because just we had this talk over the weekend, um, was love, um, which – made me laugh and I was glad that we were typing this back and forth and not face to face because I don't think he would have taken too kindly laughing in his face. Um, I thought it was funny because I kind of came back at him and I'm like, um, let me get this straight. If my God, which you say is love and my God actually encourages me to again, love everyone or treat everyone equally and not discriminate, not marginalize, um, how is that a bad thing? Even if it was, by definition, though, because when you roll that back on humanity, equal rights, and the quality of life for every other person, if love is your idol, then by definition, it negates being an idol altogether because you're putting the people first and exactly. not the ideal. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you go back to the definition it I gave it earlier in the show, out. you would think. And that's why I looked at him like, I then, then, don't necessarily understand what you're saying. Um, of course, towards at the end of the conversation, not just from him, from him, um, another person and about four people told me over the weekend that they're praying for me, which I thought was kind of funny. 
again. I, it was a really funny. Is weekend. there a polite way to ask someone to not? I mean, I, I take it as a compliment because it comes from somebody's heart and it means something right, really, really good. Right, right, and that's that's the way I'm looking at it. That's why I usually don't say anything. Is there a good way to tell someone without don't sounding bother? condescending? Depends on yeah, what exactly. I was about right? to say, right? You just say thank you and just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what I do because because uh, honestly, if I look at it as like technically. I'm Christian because according to the Christian faith, as soon as you ask Jesus in your heart, you are saved from that day forward to the day you die. There is nothing that can take you out of your father's hand but by me, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the way they view things. So according to their religion. Hang on one second. Can you hold that thought? I don't want you to lose it again. Not, but but I want eyes from all of you who fall into that category. I. I. Into, into what category? That have taken that Jesus and been saved at oh, one yes, point in yes, your life. Yes. Okay, so that makes four out of the five of us, five, five. out of the six of us, um, and Jess has left the room for a moment, so we'll maybe we'll get back to her. But so, then continue now so that people understand okay. the point of view we're coming from. Right, and this is kind of going off on a little bit of tangent. I'm going to bring it right back. Um, but when they say they're going to pray for me, I'm curious, what are they praying about? <laughs> They're not, I, that's I, a really my, good point. My soul's not being saved. According to them, my soul's already saved. I'm already going to heaven. So, well, okay. I have, so, uh, isn't praying at all contrary to the whole concept of God, though? You know, like he's got uh, a plan, everything. You right, know, it's all right, already right, understood. Right, right. But, but if you could just change this one little thing, I'm not loving. You know, right. like how's that pertinent? I, I have two parts to that. One, um, the Christian faith is divided by that. As far as people that I've talked to, some believe in like God's will. Everything's already set in stone. It's all pre-decided, you know, pre-decided for us. Quit throwing things. God, we're, we're a bunch of children today. Wine. <laughs> they were the adults. They were supposed to be the adults. We're the kids. Right. My, the second part is like the, the definition that I grew up with was a Christian is someone who, who accepts Jesus Christ as their savior, as the son of God, right. which um, I think at some aspect, a lot of us, the majority of us in the room at some point did whether we still do or not is different. So does that mean we're no longer Christian? Mm. Because if it's just based on baptism, then yeah, we're, we're all, you know, I'm still technically Christian. I, even though I don't consider myself one anymore. Well, and some of us are even Christian without having the choice, um, particularly Catholics who get oh. baptized as tiny children yes. and have no way to say one way or another. So, there's an opposite side to that. There is a branch of the faith to or a branch of Christianity that believes you can lose your salvation. But let's not get in there. Um, let's bring this back to idols. Um, Episode six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what causes ruckus is honestly it was a stupid Facebook post and it blew up into something that had nothing to do with about the post, which is usually what happens with things I post <laughs> Too Facebook. much time in their hands. Yeah, it's my favorite. That too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yours, by the way, just, I, I read, Oh, what I do now. I, I no, talk, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. Bad. Um, so my question is, can God be an idol? Well, um, I mean, he has to be right. I mean, like that's the whole well, concept. No other idols before you, which anything, automatically right, makes him the, an idol. But the funny part is that when I actually called God an idol in this particular Facebook feed, they went ballistic on me. They went nuts. Okay. Hey, you're just using words that regular things. Christians aren't used to hearing. Right. You know I mean? you, but you, it's just they're not – honestly, I just don't think they think. You know, they, they've got their set – they got well, their <laughs> set rules. They have their set beliefs. They yeah. have their set values. And as soon as any of those get called into question, 
But that describes ninety five percent of right. the population people, on yeah. Earth. Yeah, you know I mean, right. Regardless of their, you know, but why? But my point is, is that evangelical Christianity. Let's, let's go. Just point the finger at them, because they're the ones that are. They're the eighty one percent that voted for freaking Trump. Um. Or eighty percent, eighty-one percent of them voted for Trump. Of the those who voted, yeah. for Trump. I was going to say uh, <laughs> you're wrong on your numbers, but no, eighty-one percent of white evangelical Christians voted for Trump. Okay, that is a statistic. It's out there. Look it up if you don't believe me. Anyway, in that faith, because I came I from it, so I, I kind of know. There's these beliefs. Okay. <laughs> uh, they have a handful that they cle- they hold close-fisted, which means you do not question these. You do not disrespect these you do not whatever you don't touch those because that is christianity at its core Mm -hmm. these over here you can talk about you can get rid of you can you can cry whatever you want with them um that's what i'm talking about when they attach these over here to their god that's when things because as i was talking to my buddy i was like your god because i know where exactly he comes from you know, you are discriminating. You are marginalizing. You are not treating people equally as much as you say you love them. The whole love the sinner, hate the sin bullshit that comes out of their mouth um, oh, is exactly deep. what it is. Now, I don't disagree with that statement because Sarah schooled, on, schooled me on that a couple months ago um, that it can be used in a, in a good sense. Um, was that that long ago? It was a little while oh, ago. Wow. Yeah. But the other one is tough love. And I think everyone in this room can attest to regardless if you're a Christian or not, because it doesn't, doesn't matter. One of the first things I ever learned when I was getting involved in youth ministries and working with people, um, and just not just religion-wise, it works everywhere, is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So if you don't have a relationship with a person, they don't give a shit what you're saying. They don't care what comes out of your mouth. They're not going to listen to you or to a certain extent. Um, when you have a relation with them and your guys are close – then you're able to talk about some of these things and they might actually open up. They might actually hear what you're saying and so on. So when you sit back and you tell a, someone from the LGBTQ that what they're living a life of sin and so on and so forth, when you first meet them, what is, what's their response going to be? Are you going to drive a wedge between them and God or are you bringing them closer to God? That's a good point. And, and so, speaking of which, when you create, when you make that God your idol, that's I'm ending it. When you make that, when you make your God an idol, you don't budge on those things, and that is the problem, in my eyes, anyway. So go ahead, pick me apart. An idol is anything you worship. It can be your iPhone. It can be your favorite TV show. It can be an alcoholic's bottle of bourbon. An idol is anything that you you love more than yourself. Essentially, I mean. That's not even the, the proper description. Maybe you can help me with this. I mean, anything that 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 you give a hundred percent of your attention, devotion, and you know, live your life following, yeah, that could definitely be alcohol, a sports team. It could be anything. So, I mean, I don't know. People are generally pretty stupid, and it, it's <laughs> I really. I mean, it's it's true. So, like, the fact that like you can point at a group of Christians and say, "Well, you." You over here, you know, where we're very unaccepting of, of this particular person, I mean, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones because we all do things like that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, yeah, definitely the Christians should be held to a higher standard, but they're still human and they're still pretty stupid. You know what I mean? As a practicing Christian, 
the majority of the I mean the the thing that I hate most about Christianity is Christians. Mm. But um they do kind of give the 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 faith Sure. I mean they do give the faith a bad name, but you know, I've met plenty of people, you know, outside who have given atheism a terrible name. That you are who have given um well, liberalism a terrible is name. Separate. Well, I'm not talking about well, devil worship. No, no, I'm just talking about you <laughs> know. There's, kidding. there's just there's because if you believe in one, you have to believe in the other. So well, no, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like you know, Depends you're gonna meet boneheads in seven. every single <laughs> facet of the world. Every walk, every faith, every ideology is going to have a handful of boneheads that are usually the loudest. So are we gonna, you know? If somebody came to America from another country and said, you all must think how Trump thinks, are you going to sit back and say, I mean, is that true? Well, no, but he's our bonehead representative. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how we all really think. No, and, and, and you're right. There's certain countries that actually do do that. You walk in the – there was a uh, – oh, Should, that, should we not want to be relief. like those countries and not assume that of others? No, well? meaning there was a disaster relief that happened. This was – I forget which one it was, but I just remember that the village that was wiped out a group of Christians came, went over there and actually helped them rebuild their village. And this was the same village from a missionary that was there during the 9-11, and he was still there during this particular uh, disaster that happened. I was actually saying these same villagers were the same people that were cheering when, the disaster, when that, disaster, when that uh, attack happened on our own soil. <coughs> but then they turned around and were like, they couldn't believe that Americans were still coming over there and helping them in their time of need. Because that's so, what yeah. selflessness is, and that's what people but meaning, don't. This is what different countries view us because of what we, that they see on the media and so on and so forth. And I, and I get that. And I'm only picking on the Christians because that's where I came from. And unfortunately, that's where the vast majority of my moronic uh, Facebook friends are. Yeah, I mean, from. if you, you know. And I just probably lost all of them, which is fine. Uh, yeah. You can't. Um, <laughs> walk into a Baptist church, you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody now. like that. I'm sorry. I grew no, up Baptist. I'm just the way it is. No, so, no, I mean, and I get it. You know, but coming from it's that an faith, easy the only reason though. I pick yeah. on them—it's like, it's like going to a you know a, a Star Wars convention and looking for somebody in a costume. The thing yeah. is, well, yeah. the only reason I pick on them because that's where I came from. Sure, that's what I'm familiar sure. with. Same here, but I also think that there are there's a difference between Christians and then there's extremists in every group. Of course, and then there's the Definitely. extreme Christians that are like, oh, you're gay, or oh, you drink alcohol, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Like I went to ministry school, I stopped going to mm-hmm. church. Because I was surrounded by hypocrites that Absolutely. literally were chasing people away from God. And I got sick of it. So I left. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to go back because I'm good. Well, <laughs> that's the thing is, is one person isn't a good representation of any religion. Of course. If you talk to, right. to Wiccans, if you talk to, to Muslims, if you talk to Jews, one person from that faith is not a good representation of the faith as a whole. And yet. And yet we're using Trump and other people as that representation of Christianity. And that's what, you know, that's what throws me off from religion entirely. Or any faith, one terrorist or yeah. right, know, right. One, one, one anybody seems to carry more weight when we are ignorant Yes, than anything else. And the only way to combat that is to open your mind and learn and grow, which if you're going to be in that respect, you won't do it anyway. So it's like a constant battle. Can I say why? One of the things that that gets me about that is with with any any group of people, whether it's um, Wiccans, you meet some some pagans who are cranky. <laughs> <laughs> really, that made you giggle. <laughs> and uh, 
and everyone's like they're they're horrible people they're they hate other people they're mean things like you know whatever the same thing with with muslims i i used to go downtown every saturday and feed the homeless with a with a muslim woman in her organization and she was the kindest most selfless woman ever and i'm sorry i always try to move it out of my face <laughs> and uh she worked with another group that fed the homeless which was christian and they prayed before every time they fed the homeless and they worked together great but i i go home and i tell people that i i'm hanging out with them and they're 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 angry they're violent they're you know they 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 hate you and it's like this woman doesn't hate me this right. woman like she adores me and I adore her. Like I, she's you know the sun, moon, and stars in my eyes. But uh, it's it's really hard to explain that to people on the outside, people from other countries who see that we chose. Well, a, as a whole, Trump is our. I'm not going to say we chose. Trump yeah. Trump was elected. <laughs> and uh, Trump happened. <laughs> Trump happened. <laughs> There's a funny story about that. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and they see that, and they see him saying. You know, our Christianity is this, and our our beliefs are that. And we don't we don't allow this, and we don't allow that. And the rest of us are saying, like, "Hey, that's not a that's not me. That's not my voice." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's you know, a lot of people take. Um, we were going to talk about symbolism too. Can I jump into that real quick? A lot of the symbolism that's used, it's like people don't even have a clue where it came from. The origin, every religion. Every group has a symbol, whether it's the podcast Detroit logo or the cross for Christianity or, you know, actually the cross is a really good one. That's not a Christian symbol. The Romans hung people on crosses. It's a Roman symbol. Christians hated being connected with that in the first years after Christ died. That was like a horrible thing. I always thought it was a little strange that we hung the... The thing that killed the person that we worship around our necks. You know, Isn't like, that bizarre? And yet now, <laughs> now we like embrace a bullet it. At, like the JFK exhibit or something right, like that. Right, right. <laughs> Wear a guillotine around your neck. Well, yes, but I understand that because they took it back and they re-owned it and kind of repurposed mm-hmm. it. I get um, like it. A lot sort of like, what, like a lot of different... Oh, taking it back. Sort of like what Hitler Sorry, did with strange. the swastika? Exactly. That was my next Sanskrit symbol for, for wealth and abundance and prosperity. And now it's associated with nazis because extremism exactly and nobody nobody understands like the origins of some you know of symbols are are worthless it's how we view them you know people also the infamy of the people who took it on as their own right right just outspoke and and everybody else and that's how quickly the lgbt community right i mean that's but that used to be something that christians used yeah it used to just be a rainbow Yeah. yeah You know, for and the record, I don't care that you guys is have it the rainbow. not still just the rainbow too. Do we it is to the Irish people, the right? The Irish people still love. Where am I going to put my gold? For <laughs> but then you look at, but then you look at, but look at who is tagging. Where am I going to find that gold? Look at who's putting labels on me, on bro. these things. <laughs> so when you talk about the cross being retaken over by Christians, they took it, redefined what it meant. Of course, now it's a symbol for their everlasting life, rightfully so, and I can totally understand that. But then you look at pagan symbols and you find out why they are so discriminated against and so horrible. Look at the five-pointed star. Uh, the um, pentagram. Pentacle. Pentacle. Pentacle yeah. is upright. Star within a circle. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I'm just okay. looking for – right. Yes. <laughs> so by that, by that symbol, Christians then now – decided to tag it and say, no, it's horrible. It stands for witchcraft and devil Devil worship worship. and all those things Mm -hmm. only 
so that nobody would take into consideration a value for themselves. Like the swastika. You can't use it anymore. I'm, there's nothing you can do. No, and there's a lot of uh, kitchen and bathroom tile makers who regret the decisions for patterns that they made when put together. They start looking like variable, very horrible choices. Um, and so there's that. So not only do you have to look at symbols, when you look at symbols, you have to consider who labeled them. And for what purposes or reasons would they label them to, de- to decide whether or not that is something you get? It's not just the symbol and the meaning itself, right. but it's the people who, who labeled it in the first place. So are you saying that the Christians are the one that labeled, you said it was the, uh, the pentacle? Is that what you called it's it? It's a pentacle. Pentacle. So you're saying that the Christians... I thought the circle was a pentagram, but I'm glad I fixed that because I, I, I... You know what? Now that I'm thinking... I always called it a pentacle. I practiced Wicca for like 12 years, and I, I always called it a pentacle, but now I'm not sure... I was good as a pentagon. I know it's different than the pentagon. I, mean, I, mean, I know that's yeah, true. Well, yeah. Well, the, yeah pentagon, pentagon is just a Pentecostal? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to refer that. to my friend Google for no, this. No, so are, we, are, we, are you saying that the Christians are the one that, that attached that with satanic connotations? Because, I mean, I would argue that, that no. I mean, metal bands from, you know, years yeah. before attached that because it was associated with darker things to their... You know, no, it was a, it was a pagan is, symbol. And, yeah, and okay. it was, it, was uh, it was kind of more like a like a punk thing against the man. Well, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, she was saying that the, the Christians was. are the ones that because I mean I don't I know that we can say that the Christians are the ones. They've definitely hopped on the bandwagon and saying that. I think they I think probably took it could, further I than what pop it was. culture. I would has disagree more to on that than, only because the, the symbol has been around many, many, many years longer than heavy metal music and any sort of of punk use. Uh, however, I will look oh, no, that the symbol up. Symbol for sure, I but I, I was talking about how you were saying that the Christians attached the negative connotation okay. to it, and I was saying I don't know that is that is it. Well, it was a way to convert. First one anything that, that I think anything that, that yeah, wasn't the first time of, it was vilified. Yeah, well, anything that wasn't there. Well, anything that wasn't in their religion. So if that symbol is being used in okay, somebody right. else's religion, it makes it bad. You're right. Just like the Torah is bad because it's not. Christian, right? Um, so that's kind of I think where it went, where it started. Um, that's my opinion. And Google could probably prove me wrong, uh, but that's kind of where I think makes makes, makes more sense to me because anything that was not of Christianity, which they claim is the one and only way to get to God, period. So anything outside of that is bad. At least that's how I was brought up. Now it's not as black and white, um, yeah. even though there are still people who believe it is we that also black have and white. This generational disconnect that oh, like like you our grand our grandparents our our parents were never allowed to speak back to their parents. You know what I mean? Because it was it was my way because I said so. And our parent we grew up with our parents having probably about seventy five or eighty percent of that because they realized how much it messed them up and they didn't want to continue that. So now we I, I think that there's a lot of that, but I think that as the generations go on that's starting to break down and people are starting to ask questions. Well, that's why the mega churches are losing people. That's why evangelical Christianity is actually dying. That's why millennials are not going to church. Um, and the church itself is not asking why they're not coming. They so don't not, ask why because they're afraid. They don't want to address the reasons why, which when fear drives you, I, I'm sorry. But it, what I am going to come to inevitably, I see it coming now, is that – for those who cling so tightly to their idols and their symbolism, they're really clinging to fear. Fear is actually yes. their idol because yes. it keeps them separated. It keeps them isolated in their own beliefs. It keeps them strong and convinced and sure and true to them own selves, which 
until you stop being afraid of learning other things, of meeting other people, of doing things out of the goodness of your own heart, um, then inevitably fear is what you idle the most and not what you're looking at. A lot of Christians, and I, I'd be curious to see like what the ratio is, will tell you I'm Christian because what if I'm wrong? What, what if there is a God? I don't want to go to hell, yeah, so I'm going to be Christian. Yeah, I've that heard argument. that a lot. I've actually heard that from You have nothing like, to lose and everything to gain. Yeah, it's right. the weakest it's, sales yeah, it's super Yes, weak. because Dude, it's if, super the, weak. if the yeah, stories people, are true, man, people are that is the worst Sorry. road to take. It is better, actually, to deny it wholeheartedly. And to be a good person on the basis of being well, a good person, yeah, in the Bible. using integrity, then being mediocre, right? Yeah. Mediocre and wishy-washy. I didn't want to say there was because it had been many, many, many years since I've opened it. Says, you know, um, I have three of them. Either be hot for me or cold for me. If you're right down the middle, like I want to spit you out of my mouth, essentially. You know mediocre I mean? like, I don't is not want anything to do with you. Right. If you're just so right down the middle, you know. we were all raised in our faith. I, I, well, a lot of us were. I'm, I'm sure you were because our parents were of that faith. And then a lot of people continue going as adults and their children keep going and it's perpetuated generationally. And like you were saying, Brian, um, my, my son, like I used to ask him. That's okay. I'll be Brian today. It's okay. Fuck. What is your name? Oh. <laughs> oh, F-bomb belongs to Sarah. Ding, ding. We need to play like a shot game for when that happens. Finish your thoughts. Well, Sarah. see, weren't you wrong? What do you mean? Bruce. What? Oh, it wasn't Bruce. Shit. Bruce shit. Okay. Bruce shit. Bruce shit is actually it's actually my wicked name. name. Put away okay, your pentagram. So. <laughs> my pentacles are in my pants store. Oh. No, I Wow. It's, editor's note that is not what wow. I said. Continue. No. We're gonna no, try. She's on. laughing too hard right now. Um I'm raising my it? hand in the me too category. Okay, right you now. go ahead while I collect myself. I lost. Oh, we have a lot to talk about that. Are you talking about the, the that hashtag me too? Is that what you're talking about? I'm not let's, sure it's applicable to this topic. Yes, no, because you referenced the pentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yours are as well. I, no, it's I, I, I mine are a lot bigger and I carry right. them much Go higher, ahead, but that's a different story. <laughs> I can't hear myself anymore. So you're gonna ruin this. Um, so uh, you know, you know, we're we're raising our kids to question and to you know start start coming into their own and questioning what we're saying. You know, my, my son's 13 and I used to bring him to church with me and at 11, he's like, yeah, ma, it's really not my thing. And it, it, it's, it's out of respect. Like, okay, buddy, you don't have to go anymore. This is boring. Like, no, you know what? I, I, and the thing was, it was a biker church. Like we're playing stairway to heaven. Oh no, that I would go to that at least one time. Oh, it's a trip. You should definitely check it out. See, but I only got fun. into religion because I was I was neglected as a child, and the bus would pick me up and drop me back off at home. So on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, it was like a free babysitter. Oh, there you go. So oh, nice. my parents never, I, they probably never went to church. That was actually life, really smart. <laughs> in, I might try that. In their point of view, yes. Uh, mine, however, no. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's getting to you know to the point now where where the younger you know the younger kids like we're not I'm I'm not putting as much on my kids as far as you have to believe this way because of the way that's the way it's always been. And that, that's kind of funny because the topic I actually thought about doing in our first episode, which we never got to because we never had a chance to sit down and actually discuss what we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was chaotic. <laughs> it was chaotic. It was. 
Sorry for those technical I'm not sure if there's actually a percentage out there, if there's a statistic, a statistic out there at all for this, but I'm actually kind of curious on how many people, let's take a poll in this room, and how many people actually stuck with the faith that they were brought up on as opposed to walking away. Because I think there's still a lot of people out there. I can name off a bunch of my friends that are still in the faith that I think is because they that's just what they've always known. They haven't, they never ventured out to find anything else. Because one, when I was growing up in the church, it was totally looked down upon to read anything outside of the Bible practically or a selected list of books. As soon as you go touch Brian McLaren or Richard Rohr or Paul Tillich or Jack Caputo or Rob Bell, they're blowing a freaking spaz because, oh my gosh, these guys are heretics. Well, what makes them a heretic? I don't know. Well, let's go talk. Let's take a guy like Peter Rollins, who is one of he's a fast up and coming philosopher of our times. He claims to be a Christian. You talk to him, and he. If you know anything about the Christian faith at all, you think he's a freaking lunatic for actually calling himself a Christian because he doesn't believe half the stuff Christians believe, actually more than half. But of course, he's philosophy and he can talk you around in circles, but he claims himself as a Christian. So it's like I'm kind of curious on how many people, not just this room, but obviously everywhere, how many people just still cling on to it just because it's comfortable, it's what they grew up with, and how many people leave it just because it isn't comfortable? Well, I, how many? Well, I would I think know. I would think that percentage would be very, because very I high. I think the only reason, in my opinion, to leave a religion, a, a place where you are told you have everlasting life, that all these good things are to come to you, is because of uncomfort. I don't think anything else could tear someone away. What tore me away was the people. It wasn't God. Same. It wasn't the religion in itself. It was just how the fellow Christians treated each other. Okay, so with but that question, get, we noticed we had we had one person. Uh, we'll continue. One person raised their hand out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people sitting in this room. Jessica, by your stories, um, I would like to assume that you were baptized in your faith and you. Yeah, but I, I chose to be when I was little. So I was, was a choice. Baptist, and then okay. I switched to like evangelical. Like, so out of the seven of us, six of us I have choose. been baptized in some faith or another. Uh, I chose mine. Jessica chose her. How many made a choice? All the wow. rest of them. No Catholics no, in the baby. room. Yeah, oh. No Episcopalian. I wondered how it was so You're nice. You're the only one in the room in here. Was and then baby. one of them. Did, yeah. Okay. Who has who has stayed with their faith and continued on? Just to make I, that known, because we're in a room yeah, and nobody I, can I, see. I think it has a lot to do with your emotional. Um, value you know that you place on these idols you you spend a lot of time and energy believing these things too you know like um honestly i initially moved away from uh any kind of belief in any faith because like you know I, all these people around me you go to bible camp and all that stuff and they they're having these like i don't know like these um frantic like fervent religious moments where they're they feel jesus and god and you know i never i never felt any different you know what i mean like I never heard God speak to me. I've never had him affect my life in any way. I He never stopped me from making the thousands of bad choices I made daily. Still um, right. you know, so what, uh, 
Well, very um, well. So and, that so, one's and, a and, one. and I, I'm mm-hmm. a sociopath enough that I tried to be pretty honest. And so it was like, well, I'm not going to fucking do this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, why am I? I was an, I was an altar boy. Like, you know, I carried the cross and stuff during procession after church and before church. And but that, and that is a form of, and, of being uncomfortable, even mad with you with the people that you don't like. Yeah. That that we <laughs> well, are, you so that's right an uncomfortable. You're left because you're, you're uncomfortable <laughs> with all the other people. Well, right. But some sort of uncomfortability of, in my in my life, it was because I was exposed to three different religions which were extremely contradictory to one another i was baptized baptist and i chose to do that uh, because those people treated me as a family where my own family did not and then they put me in a catholic school so then i was forced to do that and all school mass and all those kind of things and then later on in a pentecostal church when i went up to see my mother uh, and moved in with her. The condition with my stepfather Those was that I go to fun. church. And that is where they did. They spoke in tongues. And yeah. it's funny how the people who spoke the loudest sat in the back of the room. Of course. Right? They weren't. And so I, I just started thinking there is absolutely no possible way that this can all. Why, where did all these rules and these. All, where, oh, all these things. So it became very clear to me that these were all human made. They were all man made. They were ideas that somebody wrote that thought, okay, we'll have this club and then we'll do this and then we'll do this and we'll say. So to me, it was it There was, was just... an old evangelical pastor of my old church that I left years ago. He's actually a pastor out in California now. But he told me once that uh, religion is going to send more people to hell than anything else in this world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense if there's a hell. But um, go it. back to what uh, Brett was saying. Dude, I totally feel you. Um, okay, so I... Uh, he felt me. It felt... <laughs> It felt was that, right? that good. Was that right? So, um, second button. Let me finish this because I almost forgot it when Allison kept talking. You finish it. <laughs> oh. finish it. So good. <sighs> <laughs> I love you. Um, you better. I uh, <laughs> no. I for years I always thought I was a sociopath. Found out not too long ago I'm autistic, and I have a very big disconnect when it comes to empathy and mm-hmm. when it comes to emotion. My emotions are usually on or off. I'm fully extreme or I'm dead. I don't feel anything. Um, and it's with empathy too. So when it always come, when it comes down to feeling God or experiencing God or even experiencing love and some other, these mythical words, I can't place the actual emotion into because they're it's, I'm totally vacant of it. I have to look at things differently. Mm. So when it comes to love, which I wouldn't mind having to talk about some other time in another episode, what 20, I think we have planned for. Um, I have to look at that differently because it's not a feeling I feel towards my daughter or my wife because right, that feeling is non-existent. There's nothing quantifiable for you as far so as So I have to look at it in a different angle. Uh, with When it comes to God, that is what throws me for a loop big time because most people say I believe in God because I feel there's a feeling there or there's an experience there and there is nothing. And that's their all, you know, if you have a, a discussion me. with these people regarding the veracity of their claims and their faith or religion, whatever. And they always, once you logically back them into a wall, they're like, well, I just know because I feel it. And he, you know, I have faith and you can't see faith or measure faith. And that's because it's bullshit. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't necessarily say it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's made pretty clear usually. But anyway, so, but, but the reason it's so difficult for them to change their, their mind is, you know, everyone likes to talk about cognitive dissonance, right? Like, it's so fun to like know those words on Facebook now. Like, (laughs) you know, like all the people are playing the fucking Tuesday night squad at the strip club are like, I now know what cognitive dissonance is. But, um, it's uh, it's, is that it's her hard. Name? Cognitive dissonance. It's Was her, that her born she, name? Yeah, she's, she's a really good dancer. Saucy girl. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> um, 
Um, Sorry. <laughs> you're good. Um, but so it's hard to let that go. You know, you spend a lot of time, energy, effort, thought, uh, emotions on these things. And so you own that idol in a way because it, yeah. an idol, um, an image, an icon, um, symbols in general have zero value if no people give value to it. You know, right. if aliens land on Earth in 100 million years and find a cross on the building, they'll be like, maybe it was some sort of weather device. You know, I mean, they're not going to have any emotional attachment to that shape. Um, it's entirely a personal thing. Um, and it relates directly to any type of idol. I mean, because you know, there's actually two definitions of idol, and one has to do with like a figurine or a statue in a religious setting, and then the other right. is like a person whom you idolize and hold to be redeemable or whatever. Um, but uh, you feel like you own part of that person. You've created the product they become. You know, like people, uh, Britney Spears, right? Like she went from being, you know, what she was supposed to be and selling that product and just became, Oops. you know, like she lost her <laughs> shit. Right. And, yeah. uh, and then instead of like being there for this girl who's losing her shit, they're like, well, no, 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 no. That's not what I made you to be. So you can't do that. And then they just hated her for it. You know, it's, um, uh, Colin Kaepernick, you know what I mean? Everyone, he was, he turned out really, you know, like no one, the type of men who have a problem, um, with him kneeling are the same people who should respect the fact that he's turned down, you know, multi-million dollar contracts and whatnot because he won't stand up, you know. There's also, uh, speaking he, the, of which, real quick, I just want to <laughs> add this in here. There was an article I read about a week ago that um, talked about how Green Bay, which we all know is the only NFL city to actually own their team, um, is signing a petition to take Colin Kaepernick on as their new quarterback, whether or not that will happen or right. not, but oh, Green cool. Bay yeah, seems to be. Yeah. But I think him anyone's right ever talked. I don't think we've touched on just how simply ridiculous it is. Don't touch me. That well, I can't help myself. <laughs> Quit wearing that shirt. Mm. But um, I told you. <laughs> oh, hang on. Take a picture. Picture of the shirt, of the shirt is coming up very shortly. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Continue. Um, how absolutely ridiculous it is that that the, yes. the uh, that football has become so. That's the battlefield for this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's on purpose. It, right. No, the, no I mean, like, literally, care about... our, our government paid the yes. NFL to have our guys go out during the national anthem and stand. 2009. For, for the rest yes. of the history of football, they hung in the locker room and sat on their sweaty ass until the fucking game. It was right. the year 2009. Up until no, the other year sport, 2009. are they made to do that? No. Who gives a you shit? You know their asses well, are sweaty. Am I wrong? Do you ever wear a football <laughs> uniform? Trust me. Right, but didn't they already stop? Giving them money to have people stand for the national anthem. I, I'm not Probably. sure, but that's what started the tradition. Yeah, I, I know that's what started it, but I thought so, that and, and, it. And, and, and I'm sure throughout the generations of still. football players since then, like they've probably given up on paying them. Like that's more money out of their pocket, so they're right. not going to want to spend it. Right. I just at, at this point now it's tradition, and now they do it because that's how it's always been done. Always since been done for the past two eight years. Eight years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? People, wait, what did I say earlier? People are really stupid. I mean, yes. like, honestly, why do we care about this? If we really cared about the flag, I mean, how many people, I mean, they, they sell American flag underwear. I, I, which, see, I saw American right? flag underwear against, today so people, at Walmart. Which is no, against that means people are sharding oh, on <laughs> That's my point. I was going to say. So, like, you know, oh, if you're driving and you fucking hit there. a deer and you sh- shit your pants, I mean, like. I'm. I'm. Or told wrap up in it, a naked woman wrapping up in it in a magazine, or yeah, a bikini, on, or we've completely lost touch with reality here, now folks. We've completely point, lost touch with what is really important about patriotism and the flag. 
<laughs> Everyone makes That's, everything about their own issues. You're putting so now, too much value in a symbol. Now my question is, is when is the United States of America going to be the Church of the United States of America? Like, if is. we're going to worship the flag, aren't we why aren't we? Well, yeah, but at this point we have no choice but to be members. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, at least in my experience, I've never seen a president who was so heavily um, – and often um, held up by these various religious personalities, you know, like this crazy blonde lady I saw a video of on Facebook. I don't know her name. I've never seen this lady before. Apparently she's a big deal in the Christian community. Kellyanne Conway. Um, She said some really (laughs) nutty shit. I was like, wow, she's serious. And millions of people take her seriously. And that's terrifying. Um, Well, if you claim to be a, I don't want to get into this. I mean, look at the whole Joel Osteen thing. Oh, come on. Oh, How many televangelists out there? I was listening I mean, to Todd Bentley yesterday in a YouTube thing talking about how he raised over 300 people from the dead. I mean, come on. I, I give me a break. I mean, and this is. Oh, at, Joel Osteen's nothing compared this to that. This is the Lakewood is, uh, think, revival yeah. and all that. I mean, Something on. else that kind everyone's of. Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, oh well, it goes, it goes they're not people, ways. though. It they're does. not people. It's, it's okay. extreme. It's, oh, they extremism in any sense is, is a bad thing. I've seen it. it is what that's what we call, and the Western church itself is the Western church itself. I think is just is become more politicized and commercialized than it should be. It's I mean, business. my brother was. It is a business. business. Oh, definitely. My brother was a my brother was a missionary from Mexico, and he would visit the churches in Mexico all the time, and how close-knit that community is and how that church is actually part of the community and then he comes here and he had to he had to live in the states unfortunately because his his son needed medical attention that mexico couldn't provide um so he was looking for a church here in in texas because he lived 10 miles above the border and he 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 he's going through he was trying to find a church online is looking and looking and looking he finally found what he thought that he was comfortable with he says and on his way to the church i shit you not there's a huge billboard with the pastor's mug on it and then some other wording or whatever. And my brother's looking and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. And he pulls in. He goes anyway. His whole family's with him. And the pastor, in the same breath, talks about how they raised $5,000 for whatever missions they were doing in Mexico. Mind you, they're 10 miles north of the border. So mm-hmm. they should be doing something for Mexico, right? You would think anyway. And then in the same breath, he bragged about the $500,000 they raised for a new addition to the church. Right. That's how messed up the Western church is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 or I know I'm generalizing, and I don't mean saying that all churches are like that because they're not all like that. But these mega churches, mm-hmm. a lot of them are like that. And when you're yeah. that close to the border, when okay. you can do a lot for these people, especially when these families are struggling like crazy to get their kids in school, and it doesn't cost very much for these kids to go to school. At least by our standards, they don't. Why we can't provide it? Just it makes absolutely no sense. They all operate and benefit by the same system, and so there is no benefit to drawing light to the failings of other Christians in their mega churches. You know, um, because the moment you start to poke holes in a very loose theory, um, they lose their tax evasion privilege, and <laughs> all their money gets supporters. Less. Everything awesome. I said last. I'm tired. <laughs> I could tell. Finish your monster. Like, yeah, right. You know, judge not. I burped. Last. Did you really? I mean, earlier, and so that's why I wanted. To, <laughs> I said all that into the microphone too. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's been that kind of day. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so but uh, but the the issue really with Colin Kaepernick is that he didn't follow the prescribed method method of those with um, both infamy and uh, or fame, if you will, infamy now. 
um, and funds, which is to put on a suit and get up in front of a podium and have a five sentence long stance on something and then go off to the you know fundraiser. Um, he, w- this is a public event. He has a 300 million person captive audience. If you're watching channel seven, you know, that particular day and, um, that they can't control that. They, and, and he, he wasn't very clear about why he was doing it until he started to be asked. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I was just raising my hands for somebody who's not watching. Good job, Allison. <laughs> me failing again. <laughs> Episode two. This will continue episode after episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, looking down at your I mean your phone. It is actually Um, an idol, isn't it? I'm I'm actually looking at it. I was I was previously looking at mine, which is what caused my failure and inevitably caused yours as well. So 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 anyway, so he he, um he's enacting a very peaceful form of protest that's a very effective form of protest. Mm. Um I don't know I feel like he could have used his personal celebrity, that status to do Something more effective by now, but it was a great way to begin the conversation. He has for used sure. his money. Has oh, and, and I absolutely agree. But and, and and also the media is really not pushing him as hard as they could for the few things he has done. But right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's I guess it, it's the lack of imagination from the people who can afford to put up and, and or you know what I mean. Like they they um they talk a great game, but they create no organizations. They create no structure, no um no system, no means by which to effect real change beyond the argument. Feds are just created. Yeah. And that doesn't change anything. And, you know, I understand you know, pray it's, for it's Paris not syndrome. Protect, it's you know, not protesting it the flag. It's protesting the national anthem. So, yeah, and they, they just took the easiest way to tie in everyone's emotional attachment to patriotism to call this guy an idiot because they want to just they just want to not like him. Well, right. And, yeah, and, 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 like, oh, and so yeah. they, and we need to label that. Right. Oh, just, but it's because he's protesting the flag. No, of course, he's you know. protesting, saying in the national anthem, I'm like, oh, who cares about the slaves? When, Let him get blown I'm not. Up, I'm not going to offer. It's out of fear. It's out of fear. Anytime. You say to Everyone, somebody, that's what it's supposed to be. But you that's, that's are what it free started. It, to do right. what you uh, want. You have been yeah. fought and for. And it's Everyone has attached their own agenda to what he was sit. doing. I was just asking people, um, yeah. specifically, obviously, yeah. African Americans, why. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just looking up. There just happened, actually, not just happened, happened back in August. Actually, before then, um, St. Louis. I'm mm. sure everyone has heard about the St. Louis protests that are going on right now where the black man was shot four times in the back um, for running away. Um, we find out later that he's bipolar and schizophrenic, um, but the cops took his backpack off of him. They're in the process of cuffing him, and he ran from them. There, I believe, if I remember right from the video, because they just released the video just a few days ago, there was four cops running after him. In a split second that he turned around, but he didn't actually fully turn, but he turned enough the cop shot him four times in the back. Instead of calling the, the ambulance right away, instead of calling any type of help or even helping him at all, they started to cuff him. And then they started claiming, shooting him? Yeah. And then they started Force? claiming that he had a knife and so on right. and so forth. But then the video just came out a couple of days ago proving everything that the cops said happened. 
actually didn't happen. I just, so people really, are wondering why Colin's doing what he's doing, why he's protesting the way he's protesting. Is that is exactly why. Well, right. And they're not right. saying that the cops are bad. They're saying that, no, it's like the training The is system bad. is broken. Uh, uh, you don't people shoot first. Mm. Even if he had a knife. People should really only be cops you for about three to five years. You have a gun in your hands. <laughs> really. You see too much stuff. It, 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 I, it I think starts. three to five years is about the, the career And it's an extreme of a, circumstance. Of a, of a, of a, since it's I'm not a cop. on Netflix, the uh, documentary 13th explains. Oh, gosh, Did you awesome. watch that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, it explains. Great. I don't know well, if it's still on Netflix or not. There, there's a very easy I'm metric. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I, <laughs> no, the oh, mic. mic oh, okay. keeping there, there's a very it. easy metric to measure police brutality by. Um, I've been in the back of enough cop cars to have had these conversations with actual police. Um, you you're to only allowed to use your what your sidearm as an officer to um, defend, you know, in a life threatening situation, bodily yeah. harm to you or a citizen of the public from that harm. If you don't pose deadly threat to somebody, if no one can say a deadly force was authorized, then you don't deserve to be shot, period, let alone four times in the back while you run away. And they were justified. You, who the fuck is a cop that can't catch the he was, they weren't a mentally ill no, person? They're that's, not justified. It's no, that's not right. even according that. Us, how was he a threat? According how, to how us, was he we're watching it. Yeah, what, what according to us, it, wasn't, it was not justified. According to the courts, right. the cops got off. They said it was a justified shoot. But I think the more we yeah. say things like this, the more that we and agree with that's them. That's why there was a protest. It was justified. It was this, it was that. We're perpetuating what shouldn't be. Where we're allowing it to continue, change happens on an individual level. No one's like the world will never change until people change. You, we can get as angry as we want at Christians, and 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 Christians can get mad at atheists and call them as whatever we want. But but until two people can sit down together, exist, uh, I mean, and and live that that that's where the change we're happens. Gonna, we'll and, we'll and, go to break on this uh, on this point. Um, someone told me that they they go into every situation. And they ask themselves two questions, whether it's the situation that's coming up to some to anybody, whether it's an enemy of theirs or to someone that they're not – I hate using the word enemy because it sounds like it's so – but even somebody that they're not they, – they, they find annoying maybe. Opponent. Or someone that they oh, love or whatever. Any person. doesn't matter who they are. They go into this situation. They ask themselves two questions. One, who is this person? Not just Facebook profile bullshit, but who is actually this person? Who are they really? Um and then two, what do they have to teach me? What kind of what can I learn from this encounter? What can I learn from from this person, regardless of who that person is? And if you're going into every situation or your every encounter you go with anybody, asking yourself those two questions, you're not leaving yourself with any room to be a dick. You're not leaving yourself any room to argue. I mean, right. it, it you automatically are open to conversation. You're automatically open to. A rational relationship, um, but people don't go in a situation like that. They are all too pent up. They're emotional, and it's like that conversation I had with your two buddies on Facebook the other day. Actually, I'm trying to play mediator. I, you know, the, even the guy who I was on side with, trying to tear me down and shoot me down. I'm like, bud, like it, it's people not. About you guys got to explain what you're talking about. We, we will maybe on, after we break. Will, but, right after this break, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in here. It is 8:03, and we will be back in 10. Can we play Yanni during? Welcome back, friends and neighbors. We have just heard from the Zots, the Idiot Kids, and Screw. And if I am not mistaken, they are all fabulous, fabulous local musicians and bands from the Detroit scene. Um, if you don't know them, 
Check them out. They're totally worth it. Get to know them. Get to know them. That's for sure. So we left on a thought, Matt. Oh, can I bring me back into this? I don't know what thought I was on. Um, <laughs> that was 37 thoughts ago. <laughs> I, I left us with something, I think, and then I'm like, Psh, God. Oh, no. Walking into every situation with those two questions. And I know this is not part of symbolism and idolism, but I think we got to a point to where if we actually want an actual real conversation with people and not just spew talking points back and forth and talk about the greatest um, quote that we got from Fox News, uh, we just need to look at other people as being human beings. And we are one tribe and not many tribes, even though we've been living as many tribes for such such a long time. Um, uh, you know. Like I said, I think at some point we're gonna we're gonna do a podcast on this because I was just talking told talked to Brett about it out at break. Is like we got to get away from this dualistic thinking, and I know it's just ingrained in us. Um, there's so much, there's so much noise, and that noise is nonsense or nonsensical in our world today. And we need we need more people to stand up and actually bring some real sense or at least reasonable thought and actual thinking. Um, I heard a definition of what wis- uh, about, of wisdom, um, a different one, because, you know, why, why use the traditional definition of a word? Um, <laughs> is like you, uh, you know, wisdom is, um, I think I actually wrote it down. Let me write, I think I wrote it down. I got to say it, and I'm an idiot because I don't know where the hell it's at. Um. <clears throat> My, do, 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 I'm that sound. Oh, God, I wish. I've got it. There you go. <laughs> I knew we were use that one. <laughs> listen, listen, and add to your learning. Oh. I like it. Truly listen. Yep. And not just hear, but truly listen and add to your learning. Internalize. Um, and I think we need more of that. Everybody. Going to any whatever situations you're going in, whoever you're looking at, whoever you're talking to, I don't care who it is, listen, and just add it to your learning. Don't don't be so quick to come up with a counterpoint. You know, if we weren't so quick to defend something, and there's a there's a book I read by Peter Enns about um, how defend. I forget the actual title of the book. I'll have to look it up later. We'll put it in show notes or something. Um, but it's about how defending the Bible is a, is like we're so quick to defend the Bible that you lose the actual meaning of what's actually in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's in the same thing is like, if we're so we got to be not so quick to defend something or to have a counterpoint to something and just be open. And I know, which is a totally taboo thing. When I grew up in the church, that was bad. Your mind's so open, your brain leaked out. I, I thought, and, and people laugh right now. Did? People have got that look no, on their like, face I'm in the room. I'm amazed that that's We've, a thing. And the thing is, yeah. that is, it's common. Yeah, just, and then actually, it was, about just, the people who are too it was just used on me just a few months ago from an old Christian friend. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You're still using that. You're still using that. But it makes sense. I totally get it because the way, the way fundamentalism works is you can't have an open mind. You have these core set of beliefs. You live your life by these beliefs, and that is it. And if anybody challenges those beliefs, whatever they are, whatever God that they decide to challenge of yours, you know, you're quick to defend. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to. That's what I was talking to Allison not too long ago about this. What 
for the longest time, when I started shifting my views on religion and God and the whole Christian faith and everything, I, I, was, I was struggling with the fact that I had friends that I've known since I've been five years old who've never asked me why. They never asked me, how did you turn from that, from what I've known of you as, to what you are now? Even today, I can, pick, I can name one individual in particular that I've known my whole entire life. We've never had that discussion. He's never asked. And for the longest time, I'm thinking, why wouldn't he ask? And then, of course, Allison brings up, like, because they didn't want to hear the questions that you're asking. They, they didn't want the answers. They don't want because, answers. Well, because what they happens answers, then, but... it's kind of like Pandora's box. Once you open mm-hmm. it and create that individual thinking for someone else, it's it, they're bound to ruminate about it regardless whether they want to or not. So they hear your answers. They really want to know. So they, they do the avatar I see you thing, right? They really hear what you're saying. So then they go home. And then they're influenced by everything they see on TV and all the things the other people say. And then they go to their congregation and they see how they act and behave and do all that. And then one night they go to bed and they go, oh, my gosh. What? Oh, I. uh Oh, and, and I don't I don't think change. change. People don't like change, especially when it's something that is so steadfastly right and true and honorable. How do you it, do it, that? It. Thing is, what it does is it, it changes everything. It, it certainly does up everything. It breaks the foundations that you so were standing on for your whole life. Well, we don't live in a society that teaches you to use intellectual tools to better fine tune your understanding. No, no, they don't. And, they, and if they did, get, we wouldn't have a podcast. We are, are or actually our entire uh, academic system in the United States is based around rote memorization. You know, um, and not about teaching you how to think or giving you the tools to assess the information that's being you're you're being inundated with day in and day out of your life. So. There's a there's a term they use in an elementary school when they're teaching young children how to read. Um, they teach hard steadfast rules. This is what this letter sounds like. This is what this letter sounds like. But in the end, there are a group of words at every grade level from pre-kindergarten to third or fourth grade that don't fall in those rules. Those are called sight words, Mm -hmm. and you are to know those sight words, understand them, and believe in them unconditionally because there is nothing to found how they are said, how they are heard, and the correct pronunciation of them. So in that respect, there are sight words. It is how it is, and that's the way it is. So I mean – So there's sight beliefs. What? Seriously? (laughs) It's nothing really. Now that everyone's laughing about it, go ahead and open ahead. it up while you got a chance. <laughs> Kira, Kira was unwrapping something no, and we really. could hear it through the headphones. <laughs> really, it's okay. Oh, that, my friends, nothing is brought early. to you by the holiday of Halloween, which probably every one of us this celebrates and being 25 weeks along. Yes. Ser- oh, here. Let well, the then wait. Eat. <laughs> Feed the baby. Nice. You good? Baby I, had two, I had two a uh, Hershey's crackle in my hand, so the next rapper will be mine. <laughs> Wait, we have to freestyle. I think for that we candy? spend a lot of time judging a group of people. <laughs> and Sarah. At, at what we point are, in time? Today. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. At, at what point in time? You know, I don't know. I, I feel like if <laughs> they could be doing the exact same thing, definitely. So who shouldn't we be? If we're trying to be the change, right, you know shouldn't what? we be rising above and just showing right. how to live a different life? And Instead I'm, of dwelling and talking about why, why they believe this and why they made me feel like this and and 
It's it's kind of, you know. Don't talk about it. Be about it. That's what I'm right. saying. Right, right. But if that is true, who's watching? Everybody. Who cares? Are you yeah. sure? Who cares? I, you know what? I like no, no, no. Well, okay, I mean, know, the honestly, definition of cares? integrity the is issue. doing the right thing even even though nobody is looking. And I, and I understand that. Right. What I'm saying is if you're trying to create some sort of new hope or some example for somebody else, the problem is is that nobody is watching the everyday guy. We are the quiet ones. We are the humble ones. We are the ones that do good for good's sake. Yeah, I think In that though, case, I think that being the I think that like like for example I started working at a restaurant and if you go and and it, it's let's say it's completely chaotic no one knows what they're doing and you walk in there and you're kind you start showing people what to do in about a month or two things are running a lot smooth a lot more smoothly a, a lot more smoothly than sitting back and and you know bitching about you know this guy's not doing this this guy's not doing this this guy made me feel like this when I came in and this person's wearing this. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be about the change and then that's how you influence others. You know I mean, I lead, I have four kids or four fourth on the way, but I mean, I lead by example. You know what I mean? I, I can't just sit back and tell them, do this, do this, do this. They have to see it. Mm-hmm. I, right now I think, or I know. You think, you know, I think I know. I know. I know. I think, um, I right now, particular group that we're talking about the evangelical christians or christians in general are an easy target just because that's what we're at right now with countrywide well, sure sure pushing it well and plus that's the that's the influence i came from but i wholeheartedly agree with you fundamentalism in any form i don't care what religion you are or if you're not even a religion there are atheists out there who are fundamentalists that are just as bad sure Absolutely. um fundamentalist in any way is a bad thing and i totally totally agree um and again you're right we probably should start backing off of singling out groups. Instead, yeah. Well, I mean, should, if, if some group does something stupid, I mean, I'm, I'm, well, yeah, I'm all it, about it, picking on people. Don't get me wrong. No, <laughs> no. I mean, if we do find something that saying, is, you know, let's nationwide that we you need, know? if we do find an article or find something that's happening nationwide, as opposed like the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, or even the, the stupid, uh, the yeah. shooting out in Las Vegas, whatever it is that we want to talk about, if that particular group or any particular group is a part of that, we're well, obviously we're going to talk about that group. Um, but I, I, you're right. I don't want to just – this show's not going to be just about picking on Christians. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean I, that's I, not my it's goal. It's a very it's easy time. We're running out of things to pick on them. Well, right. <laughs> right. No, we, did, no, we, we have two, three episodes and we're done. Loud, but, I, mean, yeah, I, I just think that we need to – you know, like last week when we were there, two weeks ago, rather, when we were talking, we at the end of the show, we last said, week. what, 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 just was here last week. Right. <laughs> what conclusion did we come to? We didn't come to any conclusion. How do we do that? I think the ultimate conclusion is you have to change. Yeah. You have to. We and have then, to be open to that. Like you infect your own tribe. You know what I mean? Like you, you have kids, you have kids, you have kids, you have kids. Everyone in this room. Oh, almost. I don't know. Mm. Has kids? You know what I'm saying? Or or dogs? Uh, but I mean, you or can, it is one. <laughs> Same thing. You can, that's what I'm saying. You can you control how your tribe goes. So instead of spending all of our energy, and I'm not just talking about in the podcast. I'm talking about in life. Instead of spending all of our energy spinning our tires and yelling at other and yelling at other people and you know going after them for for the things that they do that we don't believe in. Instead of thinking that possibly they could be going after us for doing things that they don't believe in, and we could just go round and round in circles until we're dead. Right. So and why don't we do something different and try to make a change? And and lately, this is, right now, especially on Facebook, what I've been trying to do and unfortunately been unsuccessful at, but it's Facebook, so I think everyone's unsuccessful. It's a practice um, in futility. Was actually approaching those that way. 
I mean, Seriously. even one of I just mentioned to you outside, Brett, outside there was that article you posted, and the first response was a very black and white, very us versus them. And I pointed that out. I'm like, we need to get away from this thinking. Just For because it. someone identifies as Republican or Democrat doesn't mean that we can't not agree with the person over on the other side of the fence. It makes absolutely no freaking sense. It's dualistic thinking. Right. And it makes and it hurts things more than it helps things. Right. And so I'm trying to approach all topics that way and all groups that way. I'm not I don't care where you're at when it comes to your religion or your sure. whatever. Again, it comes boils down to fundamentalism or even just dualistic thinking, honestly. When we have that binary thinking, just no, it's not just black and white. There is other ways of looking at things. You're, everyone's always heard we definitely yours, don't want to be the kind the of stories. people who who, you know, I feel like there's two groups of people when you see a burning building. You either stand outside and, and talk about how the building is burning or you run inside mm-hmm. and see you know and try to do something about the burning building. So I, I definitely feel like we need to encourage others to be the kinds that run to run straight into fire. All these <laughs> right. people run straight well, into fire. Well, that's it. That's, that's it. what you should like teach your it's children. It's not right? actually, it's not actually running, running into the fire, wise. but it's yeah. but it's being proactive about doing something that needs to be that needs to be dealt with and taken care of. And as you said between Republicans and Democrats, I think um, I try and live my life in a way where I look at the point of view of one and the point of view of another as if there was a debate. And you could and you could debate. Being in the debate club is a fabulous thing for a high schooler because you learn to argue a point that you may or may not agree with. Uh, but I find I try and find that middle ground between the two, that that big gray area where some of these points are true and they are right, and that's the basis of them, which got them started in the first place. And then, of course, the counterpoint to that also has merit. So to find something, you know, kind of in the middle, I mean, I, I believe in giving to those less fortunate than me, yet I still have to work. And if I can't pay my water bill, I go down and file the appropriate paperwork in order to get some sort of supplemental help instead of just ignoring it and assuming it'll just go away. So there's that issue from years ago. Um, there's also the whole burning building. There are also the people who call 911 and get somebody else involved that are willing to run into that building. So there is a middle ground. And I think for me, I try and always, I I try and always remember that there is another story. There is another side to it. And even though the points that I may not agree with still exist, the other points that maybe I never thought of are like, well, okay, that I get. And so I like to think I'm open enough to learn and grow and be and be a better person. And that is what I try and show my tribe is that nothing, nothing is absolute one way or another. And anything all the way to the left or all the way to the right is almost always going to ignore and not include relevant points that are necessary uh, to think and be. One of the things that, that I teach my kids, even my six-year-old grasps this at this point is – Nobody's wrong. Everybody just thinks differently. But the thing with that is then she sees her friends at school who who may not be behaving properly, who may be picking on the other kid. So, you know, the the other counterpoint to that is, you know, don't be an asshole. (laughs) Well, now and that's what the burning thing, you know, like we we all affect the people in our lives directly, whether it's in a positive way or negative way. And if we can affect 
our tribe in a positive way and the people that, that are closest to us, then maybe they can reach out to their people. And, you know, it's not like we can start the whole don't be an asshole, you know, churches in our communities. And yes, I'm just going to swear at this point, but okay. uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's over. It. Yeah. I would totally go to that I'm, church. I'm totally <laughs> sure. You know what? Maybe we should do that. But, I'm you know, down. Yeah. Then I would go to church. Um, no, what Allison was perfectly describing is uh, the uh, there was an early – early Christian movement called third way, uh, third way of thinking. Um, Jesus Christ talked about, uh, was starting a whole nonviolent movement of, um, what's funny is some people will say that he's, uh, that he was a pacifist. Um, he was not a pacifist flipping tables over. And, um, but during that time, during that time, going out and feeding people with burning temples, but during that time, you're physically doing things that needed to be done rather than during that time, you're either the oppressor or the, or the, or you were the oppressed. Um, there was no, I mean, especially at during that time, the Israelites at that time were, uh, were under Roman rule. So they were being taxed by their own government, and then on top of that, being taxed by the Roman government. And most people, after that Don't point, trust me. can't really survive off of what's left over. Um, so this is the environment that they're in. And Jesus, it was funny is when people look at uh, it was during his sermon on the mount, during the whole Beatitudes and everything else. There was he was talking um he used three different examples of this nonviolent way of dealing with issues, dealing with problems. Uh, one of them was turn the other cheek, which everybody uses today mm-hmm. as a pacifist Not thing. Not that they actually do. And it wasn't actually a pacifist saying, if you really look at what he was actually talking just about. just meant think before you sock a son of a bitch. Not necessarily. No, so you, during this. the time, there was you during, in that day, you had two hands, unlike today. Uh, one was your left, one was your right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> one hand, you actually did all the clean things switch? with. The other hand, you did all the dirty things with. So you would eat with one hand. You would wipe your ass with the other hand type Mm -hmm. of thing. That's just the way the culture worked. Um, So also, you would uh, slap somebody that you thought was beneath you. So men would slap women. Masters would slap slaves. That's just the way the culture was. Don't look at me like that. You're alive. (laughs) But that's just the way the culture was. You would only hit somebody that you thought was your equal. What? That's the way this, that was the way society was back then. So when Jesus Close was talking about when somebody slaps you, and I forget which side he was talking about, but if somebody would, if someone would slaps you with one and was your right hand and your left right cheek hand. or something there, um, turn to him to your left or turn to your right. However, he just said turn the other cheek. I don't think right hand, right. left cheek. No, he actually actually has. I think a, he had to put your right foot in or out and shake it. All he does actually, <laughs> it does actually <laughs> say it does which say right or left. It does actually oh, say right or oh, left. Yeah. Yeah, God damn it, we're and smart. If, you actually, if we actually stood up and actually demonstrated it right here, it would make things a lot more make it a lot more sense. So actually hearing this, you have to try picturing it. So I recommend if you have a Bible at home, open it up and look at it. Um, and then call us with the answer. Exactly. That's the punk part people. But I don't know Allison's getting You would slap somebody with your right hand. We should have people send <laughs> videos of them slapping but each other. But if you turn the other cheek, you turn the other cheek, it's, it's not possible to, to slap. Press your tribe. So listen to me. Videos. Bruce, I'm going to hit you <laughs> because I find you my equal. Right hand, you, left cheek. When Get you ready. slap somebody and you turn the other cheek, it's no longer possible to slap them. You either have to backhand them, which is actually technically a hit. My favorite. Sorry. <laughs> so what does that do? 
if a master and a slave are in a courtyard or anywhere where there's other people standing around or a man and a woman stand where there's other people around and they take a slap from that person and that person stands their ground like Jesus tells them to do, to turn the other cheek and they do that, what happens? They force have to them hit to you as their you equal. equal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or they or turn around and walk away, you which force is just their hand. bad you or force worse. force them to make a choice. Hmm. Right. So it's, another, it's a third way of looking at the situation. Jesus was a freaking genius. Whether he was real or not, mm. the way he was teaching, and you look at his teachings, even the, going the extra mile, everybody looks at that. Well, during that time, the Roman soldiers were allowed to force an Israelite to walk a mile with their backpack. And the soldiers' packs were packed with everything, sleeping roll, you name it. It was a pretty heavy thing. And they could force an Israelite to walk a mile in there, but only a mile because there was rules to cruelty. You can only force someone to walk a mile. Anything over that, that soldier would be punished. So think about it. This Israelite's walking with this pack, and he decides to go another mile, as Jesus taught him to. What does that put this soldier into position of? Now all of a sudden you've got a fully armored soldier with a sword and a shield walking behind this guy begging him to stop. Please stop. Please stop or forcing him to stop or whatever the case may be. But is he allowed to force? Well, not technically, no, because there's rules for that too. So again, you have a third way of thinking of – Either you just do it and do what you're told or go in. A, and then, of course, the other one was the whole give you got, uh, give the tunic thing, which was if someone sues you for your coat, give me your tunic as well. The actual shame was not on the person who was naked, but the person who was viewing the naked. Um, in that culture, you, if you look at Noah, when Noah was found uh, drunk and naked, um, was his son, what was Ham. his son's name? Ham found him. Mm-hmm. And it was the shame was on Ham, not on Noah. Weird. How dare you see my penis? Exactly. Clearly, you're gay. but that's like why yeah, it's the culture. It's so okay. I think he was helicoptering. Like, wasn't he also? Uh, wasn't he <laughs> also Noah's happened? black son? Isn't that what he, the whole thing? Like the, the Bible no, basically like what happened the, with that was that, that um, he cursed Ham and all his descendants to be slaves and to be bad people for seeing his penis. Is that yeah for yeah. seeing his penis? Okay. And yeah. one so, of Ham, that little was funny. It was cold on the boat. One of Ham's sons. His name is Canaan. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you find out that Canaan is the land that they had to go and commit genocide for to take the land. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's well, a whole Bible thing that we're not going to get into right now. I have no a lot of stories deal. for that. But anyway, um, the third one was the whole tunic Second thing. So time. if you someone sues you for your coat, give them your tunic as well. Well, it's, you only wear two articles of clothing back then. You had a tunic and you had a cloak. So now you're standing there naked. And who's the shame on? The guy who's naked. viewing it. Naked. Sorry. I'm so sorry, again, Yankee. It's just another, is naked? He was trying to, yeah. So he's oh, training okay. people, telling people how to handle these things. Like, you have a creative brain, use it. Right. You have it, you are intelligent people, use your head. Josephus talks about it later on when there was a, I forget who the emperor was at the time, who wanted to erect a statue of himself on the, on the mount where the, uh, where the temple Jewish he said erect. Was it? <laughs> um, that's like what seventy AD. Yeah, I forget his name. I'm trying to think who the, the emperor was. That's lame that I think I can remember that too. But it, he sent his he sent a whole garrison out there with this statue and his number one general. They were met on the road by all the Jewish farmers sitting in the middle of the road, on their knees, sitting whatever, and then they had their necks extended up, saying, "We're not going to let you pass. You have to kill us." And what was kind of funny is that one sentence, as Josephus was explaining this, on the bottom says, meanwhile, no one was tending to the fields. Where did Caesar get all his food? Slaves. 
And where were the slaves? Hanging out wherever you just talked about. Yeah. Again, another way of handling a situation rather than just being a pacifist or doing it violently. Um, As Allison was saying, there are more ways than just this black and white thinking. And that's why I kind of enjoy reading the Bible sometimes because there are actual hidden gems in there of what these these writers are actually trying to do instead of trying to make people believe that some mythical God sitting on a throne and throwing lightning bolts at people. (laughs) Okay. All right. So considering the overarching theme of idols, right? Um, and the fact that, you know, we don't want to, uh, work only in black and whites. I, I suppose we should offer some time to positive idols, right? I mean, definitely, you know, there's, uh, mine apparently is all these, all these different variations <laughs> on religion are Which really just, actually uh, idol Never mind, new, you don't it's the me. same religion trying to create a new redundancy that doesn't allow for it to be a logical fallacy or at least proven to be that later on, you know, so. Um, they create these new laws and 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 ways that they believe what the words mean in this book, so that they can um, uh, make it fit the way that they believe morally life should be now. You know, but uh, but but there are a lot of good people out there that get idolized that cause a lot of positive change too. You know, that create movements. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Elon Musk, not a great guy in person, you know, I, I, from what I understand, I mean, he went through a divorce, so I'm sure there's some strife in his life, you know, I mean, everyone lives, but he's still, you know, um, I think he works full time right now at the, the Tesla, uh, or is he at the Giga factory? But anyway, he, he's, all his employees are always saying how he's, you know, putting, um, 120 hours a week in at the shop, trying to get the, these companies off the ground. Um, he actually knows every component that goes into those rockets that they're building. I mean, they have a, they're scheduled to try and put people on Mars by 2020. Like, do you think that would have been a thing if he, you know, that's so, um, and, and, because he's actually an alien, he's not really <laughs> South African. So it's, I mean, we can idolize non-humans too. Mm-hmm. Well, we do. My dog <laughs> is great. <laughs> uh, I, go ahead. But go ahead, so, sorry. I mean, there, there is the, I'll, to be fair, a lot less commonplace, but the the occasional um, positive idol, you know, that really does you know good things, and um, and and so taking religion out of the equation makes it so that more people can be open to the concept of the fact that you know you can dislike the things that somebody does, um, but still appreciate the actions that they take to create a better environment for everyone to Definitely. live in a better culture you know like and, that, and Anybody, it goes goes back to you don't have to believe everything somebody says and believe anything somebody there's says. a lot of good stuff that christian people do you Definitely. know and, and oh, it's just and, and we're all victims of our own environment and the culture that we were raised in and the the moral temperature of the people around us you know so, and that's why i usually tell people i don't necessarily care what you believe i only care how you believe what you believe Show me what you're doing. I mean, if your beliefs are making you marginalized and be a dick, then yeah, I think I care about what you're believing in. But if it's not, you can come. I know plenty of Christians who are good people mm-hmm. who don't treat people like yeah, what we're seeing a lot on the No, media. absolutely. It, and a religion aside, it's be a good person, period. You know, right. be kind. Those are the people who should be idolized. Yeah, and don't actually (laughs) do it for attention because if you're doing good things for attention, you're not really doing good things. You're looking for praise. I know somebody on Facebook who's, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but... But and, and it's it, 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 you know, it, 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 like every okay, okay, just, I don't okay there's more than one. I'm thinking of one I'm specifically. Like I don't like, mean to toot my own, own horn, but I did this great thing for bitch. somebody who has I am lots. A great 
that's crazy. Or, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that's how every to the homeless. Yeah, that's watch like, me. okay, that's cool that you're helping those people, but if you're doing it for attention on you, right. I will stipulate one thing. There is a difference between going out and doing good and trying to get attention for a cause yes. as opposed to going out and doing good and just trying to get attention. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So I just want to stipulate that Motive because is there is oh, yeah. And there's a good example of when to. the Masonic Temple was in dire need of funds, otherwise it was going to close. Mm. Um, they got funding. They got a, a non. It was supposed to be an anonymous donation that of the exact amount that they needed to keep the doors open. Of course, it wasn't anonymous because the president of the of Masonic Temple or whatever decided to say who it was and Jack White was the one who came in and paid all their bills for them. It was Jack White. Mm-hmm. It was Jack White because his mom <gasps> used to work for Masonic Temple. It was Jack White. I'm muting your mic. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I, I was talking about the rock, guys. The singer for the oh, White Stripes. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, he is. See, he's a good now, idol. Okay, he but now, now he's to be a good example. He's also um, he's known to be violent and public and really. So what? A, well, that, but that's what I'm saying. That doesn't that doesn't take away the good thing that he does. Right, right. We were all made so imperfect. These, and, yes. and it's the straw man arguments, you know? though, that people completely um, disregard. People that should be held up for their right action. Ooh. You know, like. I got into an argument with people on Facebook the other day because Facebook? of... Ke- Imagine my surprise. Arguments on Facebook don't exist. How did that happen? It's a myth. I know. It's a lot. Go ahead. Sorry. But uh, it was Keanu Reeves and how much he's actually done for the public mm-hmm. and people in general. And then some... How do I say it? I don't know how to say it nicely. Some don't say shitty, it nicely. Okay. Some shitty, like, super hopped up Christian chick jumps on and is like... Oh, I hope he takes Jesus into his life so he doesn't go to hell. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. Right? Like, Delete the entire post. <laughs> why, did, right, why, would, yeah, why did that need to be you said? You need to go. Right. Like, okay, there's, there's people like that all over the place. I remember when I was in high school and uh, I went to a Baptist school, but I was uh, they, we were talking about when uh, Mr. T had came out and professed that he was a Christian. And, yeah. and I talked about that and, and my pastor at the time, not mine, but the schools, had uh, said – well, it's because he had cancer. If he had, if he hadn't been diagnosed with cancer at the time, do you think that that would have been? And so, like, and I got that got really offended at that because that's well, <laughs> just, maybe who not. Was that on you to tell me it took was, him to actually get to that point and start? But what a dickhead assumption! Well, you know yeah, no, great. Like, which in which to those people would claim that now the disease is justified. But Sarah, you had a point. We Sorry. were talking about making the positive oh, no. idols and and you know taking taking people like Elon Musk or Keanu Reeves and and shitty things that they do and honestly we all have our demons we all have our faults yeah. and when you're put in the social spotlight you know celebrity status of any any kind you know those are going to be highlighted because people love to talk crap yeah we love to yeah. talk about the grimy if, shit if, well you know sometimes you can do well, all, we all the good in the, the gutter, world and so. people's gonna somebody's gonna look at you and say just but say you it did this that's, that's, like Jennifer Lawrence can't even go there to a go. bar and get wasted without head. people posting it all over social media and being like oh she's such that's trash the, let that, the girl go out and have drinks like back off don't you I mean paparazzi just don't leave your baby in the car I think that's the only stipulation yeah I mean a girl dance on the stage if she wants to don't just go eh don't go eh 
because that's just but that's, upon. that's the problem when we put people on pedestals and it's so easy to yes. do when they're you famous want them to be and pure we like them and innocent and, so and that's on. not how the world works chances are if they weren't days, famous like by acting or being yes. rock stars now it's celebrities uh, they would be construction well, worker they'd be people just like us I don't I don't think just because their job is so much more fabulous than anybody else's so in the scope of idols as far as human beings and people go I, I don't have any. I mean, as a local musician, I've, I've stood in the spots that people worth 10 million of me have stood. I've met them. And it wasn't this. I wasn't starstruck and, spe- you know, hey, you know, I got a question. It's been bothering me since I heard this song. Can you answer for me? And they're just like anybody else. Um, considering that I don't practice religion, I don't have any of those kind of symbols or, or idols either. Um, if I had to say who my idols or, or, or great people in life would be, it would probably be the teachers in, in my local school district who teach my children, the superintendent that goes over and above. The other yes. day in Centerline, you'll see a story where uh, a child posted a photo of a gun. This was the night before last Wednesday night and said, don't go to school tomorrow. Well, because of my fabulous Centerline district, the superintendent and the local police department they not only arrested that child who is now held in a juvenile uh, detention center until his court case in November, um, but also they have um, they have identified that weapon as a paintball gun. And so while other people didn't get the news and didn't didn't send their kids to school yesterday, we knew everything we needed to know. Uh, and I and I said to my girls, I, I, I still have to do the thing because they are my idols. I still have to say I love you twice. I still have to say one more hug before you leave. You know, I'll miss the bus. Well, if that's the case, I have the day off today. I'll, I'll take you to school. I still did those ritualistic things that we do out of fear. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I knew. I knew that sending them to school was the right thing because you do have to live your life. I will go to concerts. I don't give a shit what happens. And if something horrible does happen to me, well, then they'll put some sort of a plaque on the wall that'll have my name on it and people will be able to come and see that I was one of the many who were living their lives and not being afraid to do those things. So as, as far as idols go, I would have to say they are people in my own community who keep up those good-hearted, humanistic, uh, fundamental values that I have. No, absolutely. And as far as, you know, like my, sending your kids to school after there's, you know, there's a scare at the school. You it know wasn't what? easy. I, I, no, it's not because you want to protect your children. That's your job. You're mama bear. You know, I, I get the same way with my kids. I also know my kids' teachers, and I do trust them to keep my kids safe. And they have done that in the past and, and continue to keep my children but safe. But they will eventually tell them that they'll give them a missing assignment that they won't give them, and then they'll come home without it. And then your kid has to worry about being grounded because they don't have that missing assignment that you told them if they didn't have, they'd be grounded. So, I mean, they will still let you down. But as long as you see them as human beings, fallible just like I am, I drop the ball. We all do. Right? I don't even want to in, say. In idols they... in that sense, I have no problem with. I, I, my, my, big, right? My because my job point. is to lift them up higher than, than where I was, than, than exactly. what I was given. Well, that's kind different. Of what, that's not putting that's... them on a pedestal. That's holding them to a higher standard. I see right. the potential of my children more yes, than they Yes, but what they, do, what they do wrong and the mistakes that they make are less... I don't know, destructive More to my own beliefs than other people are. So technically they are on a pedestal and, and also held to a higher standard. But I just, because, you know, and they're like, oh, I forgot that, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm, I'm friends with that kid and I don't want him to get arrested. You know, you got to be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Where somebody, a stranger who said, oh, I don't want that kid arrested. You'd be like, 
seriously, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Well, that, that's ludicrous that they arrested a kid for a picture on Facebook. He committed no crime, therefore he can't well, be arrested he d- for anything, he did post right? a Snapchat that with the gun and the picture that said, don't go to school tomorrow. Okay, but, okay, is that a crime? It is now, yes. How, how what criminal? It's a threat. Okay, no, okay, so you, you're not actually a criminal unless you've damaged somebody's property or person. No, actually, that's no. not true. Intense. If I hold a, a, a... Look up the definition of my phone. A paper mad. bag, right, and I twist it just right, and, and I tell you, give me all your money, I don't have to have a weapon. If you think because I'm I had robbing a you, it doesn't matter what. But he didn't do no, no, anything. No, it doesn't, it doesn't no the difference. Cool. No, the no difference, definition of intent. The difference between robbery and something more is whether you think you were, uh, whether you were in fear of your life. I just talked about this. My my son and his friend one time years ago. They went up to the local sporting goods store and they bought these airsoft guns with the little pellets. Mm-hmm. And we were going to like take our walkie talkies in this little tiny neighborhood we lived in. And we were going to play cop and, cops and robbers. I was at home with babies, so I was going to be dispatched and everybody else was going to be out and somebody was going to be the robber. And we were going to have this really cool game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem was they took it out of the bag and they took it out of the, my, my son had a dumb friend. Uh, a couple, actually, but this one in particular. <laughs> I was usually that friend. Took, <laughs> took the gun out of the package and had it along the main road where they were walking back to my house. Within, I would say, it, it had to have been less than six minutes. There were eight squad cars, both on my street, on my lawn, officers outside of their cars, around the back of my house, around the corner. I mean, they literally spared no man or no expense. Right, to make sure, because, but only because somebody in a car called and thought they were going to be shot at. They had an imminent fear for their own life, and that changed everything. There is because you were physically running around with things that looked like weapons, which makes sense. It but doesn't. It's an image. You asked the, the definition of intent, correct? No. Oh what no! It's what are you talking about? It um, was whether or not this child actually broke a law Whether by making people think that gun was a real illegal. gun. And he did, and it we was. Have, yeah. We have a, a, four minutes, and this is not sorry. a conversation. I think we going to be wrapped up in that amount of time. Just saying. <laughs> sorry, we totally lost that. <laughs> we did okay. lose. So, however, if we have four minutes left, I want to uh, point out that there are a few points that we'd like to point out and solidify before we wind this fabulous episode up tonight. One, uh, Matt's emotions are either on or off. So therefore, he only loves me sometimes. <laughs> Fear is probably a bigger idol than any flag or symbol or action of another human being against yeah. what we fundamentally believe. Uh, three, I want Colin Kaepernick's jersey. Anybody else? Oh, yeah. One, one, two. I look ridiculous I'm, in jerseys. No. Sure. <laughs> so I if you it. could have. I'm not a sports okay. fan, but a t-shirt. I, I, I'll do it, I guess. Well. With the number, yeah. number I, seven, I believe. Somebody please correct me. Uh, if I'm wrong. And four, which is probably the most important, we need to start a church called Don't Be an Asshole. Yes. <laughs> right on. I get to be the pastor. Any closing thoughts? Uh, One of them. Yes. <laughs> yes, so, Bruce, go uh, ahead. It was me, not him. You got to stop confusing this man. <laughs> WTF. Uh, excuse me, but he wrote his own name down. Okay, well, you wrote my name down on your own, and you even Brett. spelled it right. So I'm just going to throw that out into the universe. Put an N in there, and that's my son's name. So I feel you and, on that. Yeah, well, fair. And <laughs> but anyway, so uh, a lot of this boils down to people not choosing to understand the other person enough to change anything about how they feel, about the idol, about their God, whatever the case may be. They're stuck with the definition that they hold dear. So it's it's not really important. It's easy to see um, 
the choices that people make, but it's really difficult to understand why they make the choices they make. And when you know someone well enough to know why they make the choices they make, you inherently begin to care about that person because yes. you have to to know those things. Which helps your your Which gives you perspective. and your perspective. The exactly. reason we don't do that is because we're guarding ourselves. Usually when we get into these arguments, we're we're hurt and we're hurting. And uh, so we're, we're getting angry to defend ourselves, you know, and, and instead of trying to respond to the why the decision was made, we simply respond to the decision, you know. So right. um, and that, that's how I was able to diffuse that, like the argument we were talking about on that one post um, that I originally jumped to. Do you remember what the topic of that was, the original <laughs> post? We'll, we'll talk about it later. We got, <laughs> but we I, got I, final I thoughts. Go. If Colin Kaepernick has a like a. A committee or, or some fund that he wants to uh, to donate to to help a cause that would be <gasps> I would be more willing to do that than to buy a jersey that will directly put money into the pockets of the organization that started all of this shit by their own greed in the very first right place. Right on, very much so, <laughs> Sarah. I'm still sticking with the don't be an asshole. It's, it's, so it's not about religion. It's not about symbols. It's not about what you worship. It's about how you treat others in and school, yourself. We, in school, we try and tell the kids that's integrity and it's doing the right thing just because it's the right thing to do and not that's because somebody's it. necessarily watching you. Matt. What? Closing thoughts, my dear. <laughs> we are going to make a great Matt lost all I. his thoughts. Listen. I know. <laughs> He's thinking about how often he Listen loves and add me. to your learning. Yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. And you don't have to believe it's everything everybody. somebody says to believe anything somebody says. And stop with the dualistic thinking. Nice, Amen. nice. All right. Once again, I would like to thank Jessica for running our fabulous podcast. We all feel super smart once again. So uh, I just want to let you guys know, please, please, please start sending us your questions, comments, and concerns. You can find us on Facebook at Wiser Punks. Uh, also Twitter, same name. Um, and please tell us how you feel and what you think. Um, the best way to human is to understand actual humans. We will be reading your opinions and accolades on October 27th from 7 to 9 Eastern Standard Time. From Jessica, Sarah, Brett, Bruce, Matt, and me, I'm Allison. Uh, I'm sorry I don't understand you. I am wearing headphones. Bruce, plug Zazzle real quick. Oh, that's right. We do have oh. a couple sponsors. Please. Uh, we were, uh, <laughs> one of my our sponsors job. is on... uh, Bitter Truth Cards. Go to Zazzle.com <laughs> in the search bar. One word, Bitter Truth Cards. Uh, extremely mean-spirited greeting cards. They're really fun to send to your oh friends. So uh, in this PC world, have fun. Ooh, the Cards Against Humanity of greeting cards? Essentially. Oh, fabulous. We also have Mad Splatter Graphics and Web. Uh, and thank you again to the Zots, Idiot Kids, and Screw. See you again in two weeks. Bye.